Welcome to Verdant North. Beat your seasonal depression with some tearful plant banter. Nikki shares some holly jolly hot toddies. Caroline Kringle has top five things to do to beat the winter blues. And Dan Ho-Ho Hudson shares the treason for the season. You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now try plants in your pants. I'm Randy the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and you're listening to Verdant North. <laughs> this is Caroline. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Hallstrom, your host of Verdant North, and this is the last official episode of 2018. So we've got a full house. This is exciting. That means we have our certified spirit specialist, Nikki Lyons. Hello. That's Nikki. And we also have <laughs> master gardener extraordinaire, Dan Ho-Ho Hudson. That is me. You're ho, ho, ho. You're such a ho. <laughs> Had to. Taking the cheap shots, because that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. This is the last one of the year. It's been an awesome year. Hey, we are now on Spotify. So those of you who mm. cruise through Spotify to find all of your audio delights, please look for us there. Um, we do have amazing foster dog Ambrose still with us. So this episode may have a bit of sleepy puppy sounds in the background. And he also has some respiratory issues. So the poor guy snores when he's just sitting there. But he's so adorable. He'll be up for adoption in a while. So we can put more pictures and stuff up. I would like that because he's adorable. <laughs> Verdant Dog Podcast. The Verdant Snort by Ambrose. <laughs> Um, so, okay, I thought it's the last one of the year, we got our holiday season and the end of the year, let's hear quickly some New Year's resolutions that you have for stuff related to growing or drinking or gardening or cooking, that kind of thing. Um, so I'll start, uh... I'm going to try to grow something brand new next year. I've been looking at a thing called winged peas. They are a different legume Hmm. that actually aren't super related to peas outside of being in the Fabaceae family, but they're super cool flowers and they're kind of cool looking plants and they're a completely different vegetable than I've tried and I'm bored of regular green beans. So let's try some weird stuff. Cool. How about you guys? Uh, I have two uh, goals. One of them is to rid my house of spider mites. They have plagued me for just too long. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a total, total pain. Uh, The other uh, uh, resolution or whatever, I want to try to grow a rose bush. Never grown, never grown roses. Oh, you should have been. There was a... There was a, a meeting, a master gardener meeting, where we got to speak to a guy from the River Falls Extension, the college, the River Falls. I have no idea. Wisconsin River Falls. Oh. University oh, yeah. of Wisconsin oh. River Falls. There we go. Just had to stumble to it. Um, but he works on roses. He's a, he's a rose breeder. A rose man. A rose man. By any other name, smells as sweet? <laughs> I don't know. But... Yeah, he he talked about how uh, developing roses to be resistant to diseases Uh, and our cold temperatures is really cool. And knockout roses are a really good bet. We can talk about this more offline. Knock them out. Knock them out. Yeah. Okay. I hijacked that. (laughs) We're moving on. Nikki. 
Um, so my plan right now is to get a non-fake plant, so living one, and, <laughs> and actually keep it alive for like you know, at least six weeks. Start out small. So that's my plan so far. Totally just, doable. Just get a slow dying plant. I've tried that. <laughs> do you do you want something that grows upright or trails down or? I don't know. I'll once a once I find the right one, I'll know it. I'll be Cruising wandering the, somewhere, uh, and I'll be like, I'll be yeah. like, yep, that one. That's the one. Well, I'll find it, or it'll find me. One of the two. Lucky for you, you know a couple of people that would totally have too many thoughts and opinions. Yeah, <laughs> too many is the right phrase. On the plant rearing, like what schools it should go to, like different <laughs> neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you need to get your plant in this Montessori school, <laughs> and it needs all organic potting soil twice a day. <laughs> if you start off from the right nursery, you know, the rest it's, is... Yeah, there you go. That was, that was pun, but... Yeah. <laughs> Good <that>. one. <laughs> How about you, Randy? Uh, I think my first major goal is going to be buying a house. So Whoa. that'll be hopefully done sooner than later. We'll know by probably the second se- or the third season that when that happens. We'll see what happens. If we make it to a third season, who knows? We I- might not be alive. <laughs> Well, my secret is to influence you guys to move to South Minneapolis. So I keep sending them good looking houses in my neighborhood. Like, huh? You like? Huh? Be my neighbor? (laughs) And they're like, "Mm, off, Caroline. (laughs) Not not this rate. Yeah. (laughs) No, we will not live next door to you, weirdo. She keeps spamming us with emails. (laughs) Guys, I just want you to live in my neighborhood. I'm just saying. To open up our regular episode format, we're going to start with Nikki Lyons talking to us about these seasonal tasty drinks. Yes. So today I made one of my favorite winter drinks, a hot toddy. So it's the same concept as cocktails that I keep talking about. Liquor, sugar, uh, citrus, except for instead of ice this time, you put hot water. It's a Big, big, big switch, but you get it. I think think you get the concept. So basically, you need some sort of brown liquor, rum, whiskey, uh, brandy, all sorts of stuff. So kind of made a few different ones. Caroline, I did a Spanish brandy with a little bit of a Spanish brandy orange liqueur in there, too. Um, Some honey. So I did about half an ounce of honey. Actually, just a blob of honey and then about a half an ounce of, <laughs> um, of lemon juice. I tried to put the honey into the measuring thing and that just did not go well. So I just so kind of. So, so yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. So I just blobbed some honey in there. But you could use demerara sugar, all sorts of stuff. But honey seems the most. Um, I don't know. My favorite way to go. They're just um, blobbable. Yes. Yes, they yeah. are. <laughs> And then normally you would garnish with like a lemon wedge or like a cinnamon stick. As you know, I'm usually too lazy to bring garnishes, so use your imagination again. And Luckily, pretty, we had lemon juice in a bottle. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I was thinking why I kind of brought this one or I was thinking about this one as one of the last episodes when I was supposed to be here. I had lost my voice for pretty much the entire month of October. Oh, God, I, I remember took, that. Yeah, took a trip to the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky. Um, kind of like my allergies act 
act it up when I'm standing in a field at Maker's Mark, and then I couldn't talk for four weeks. Oh, so no. that was great. So this is a good good thing to drink. Welcome um, back. Yes, when Yay. you're sick and this whole time of year. <laughs> it's kind of like Theraflu, but more fun. And so, <laughs> the original Theraflu. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure that's what the recipe of Theraflu is based off of. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the drink today. We all have fun little mugs, and we'll have pictures up on some of the interwebs somewhere and for sure yeah we have cool mugs anybody want to mugs cheers me yep cheers very gently i feel better already yes cheers everything quit hitting your mic yeah i tried to cheers from below and i just messed it all up yep that was a bad cheers such a a charlie brown (laughs) i say that because he has a peanuts mug Cheers from Below is going to be a name of a punk band, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. They're not from Australia. (laughs) All right, friends. So, I wanted to do a segment today on stuff you can do right now at your own house if you are the green thumb kind of person and don't know what to do with yourself right now. So I deal with seasonal depression, which sucks, which means when the sun sets at 4.30 and doesn't come up until about 8 o'clock in the morning like it does now, I have a rough time. Um, And it's really snowy and cold outside with temperatures in the 20s and 10s. Um, We've had a couple of nice days, but these are all things that I'm going to list that are good to do in like December and January if you live in a snowy state. All right, number one, look through seed catalogs and websites. Mm. Like, pretend like you're a kid with a Toys R Us catalog and a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Maybe only 90s kids will get that. Um, <laughs> but go, go ahead and fill your shopping cart with everything you want, and you can go back and edit things out later. But just throw it all in there. Let's see your wish list. Yeah. Take, you know, take a risk on a couple of new things. Um Yeah, sign up for a few accounts so that you can get catalogs in the mail. Whenever seed catalogs come to me, my husband's like, oh, it's Caroline porn and (laughs) your your seed porn came in. I'm like, yes. Uh, But it's just nice to have like a really visually stimulating catalog full of crazy things you've never grown before to look through. Is it just me? No, it's totally cool. Especially like. (laughs) As Nikki's like the f***. <laughs> so inappropriate. Like, just a you know, vivid catalog full of all sorts of stuff you've never seen. I mean, I don't know what you're into. But I just watch Netflix. But hey. Well, live a little. It's cool. I think it's definitely cool to like get exposure to new varieties and stuff because there's new, there's new, especially when it comes to like fruits and vegetables that you're going to grow in a garden. Yeah. Like, there's always like, an, oh, a new variety of tomato came out and it. I don't yeah. know. It looks it's black and yellow or whatever. And like, oh, bumblebee, bumblebee tomato. Yeah, exactly. There's all kinds of like neat stuff that you don't that you wouldn't know about if you didn't like, you know, look at every single page in the seed catalog. Yeah, and it's it kind of sparks your ideas for my second point, which is think about what you want to do with your space and draw out some plans so that you can estimate a budget. Um, so, for instance, I want to move my vegetable beds this year. They're at the way far back of my my backyard, which is pretty long because I don't have an alley, so my backyard is just that much longer. Mm. But getting a hose all the way to the way far back over there 
is a pain in the butt. And across the yard to some other beds is also a pain in the butt. My dog likes to use them as a launch pad to get into the neighbor's yard. (laughs) And I originally constructed them out of untreated pine, which has lasted me about five years. So, hey, it was worth it. Cedar would have cost me like $100 in lumber per bed. Yeah. And pine cost me maybe like 20 bucks in lumber per bed. And I used two by eights. And each of my beds is four feet by eight feet long. Two by eight means two inches by eight inches ish. Um, so these things are like 16 inches tall and then eight feet long, four feet wide. Hmm. So I already have all the dirt. I can reuse all of that and just add some more good organic material into it. Yeah. But I need to change the layout. I want to move it so I can easily calculate, okay, well, I know that lumber is going to cost me this much next year. And I know how much space I have. So now as I go back to my shopping carts, I can edit things down a little bit. Yeah. Or I can add a couple things, whatever. Um, I can think about what things am I displacing? Where else would I put them? And it's nice mm. to have some colored pencils, some Sharpies, some highlighters, some pens, yeah. whatever, and kind of sketch it out. So, oh, Ambrose is <laughs> totally passed out. <laughs> buddy. He's the snortiest little buddy. Oh, my Aww. gosh. He's so cute. Um, yeah, but it helps me to get a concept about, like, what things do I really like? What areas do I not have a solid idea of what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, what can I prioritize? And if I'm like, oh, wow, I'd love to do $5,000 worth of things to my yard. That's a bit much. But what I can yeah. do for free is X, Y, and Z. And then if I add these two trees and I move these four beds, that should come in at an appropriate amount. Mm-hmm. So kind of having a game plan. And, it, and you're dreaming about the future and you're planning and you're pre-ordering your seeds. The earlier... <laughs> You order your seeds, the better, because all the cool stuff sells out real fast. Yeah, that's true. It does. I've never had a problem ordering seeds through the mail, even though it's freezing cold outside. Like, they're already kind of dormant, as long as they don't get wet. Because they just shove them in your mailbox. Yeah. Seems to be fine. Um, Yeah. Okay. So, third point is you can start some perennials via winter sowing. So I've talked about winter sowing a little bit before. I'm just going to nutshell it for you. Winter sowing is a method of starting seedlings outside in the cold winter. Uh, Right now in December, I can probably start some stuff that are uh, really hardy perennials. So maybe like some blue fescue, some yarrow, some columbine foxglove, delphinium, that kind of stuff. And what you're going to use to do this is like a little at-home life-hacked milk jug. (laughs) You're going to take a milk jug, take the cap off and throw it away, stab a bunch of holes in the bottom of the milk jug. You might want to rinse the milk out because otherwise it gets a little smelly. It'd be pretty gross. Uh, And then you're going to cut a hemisphere around that leaves at least a hinge for you to open and close the top of the greenhouse. The top uh, hole, okay. the, the, the hole, the mouth of the milk jug, that lets rainwater and snow and ventilation in to the dirt that you're going to put in the bottom half of your tiny greenhouse. So you fill it with soil, you know, maybe an inch below your hemisphere line. So you're mm-hmm. probably looking at two and a half to three inches of soil in there. Okay. You've got drainage holes in the bottom so it doesn't become a swamp. Put your seeds in and then soak the whole thing really good. 
tape it up around the hemisphere, stick it outside in the sunshine, and let it go. That's it. That works? Yeah. Really wow. successfully. Google winter sewing. I sh- you not. <laughs> I'm amazed. That sounds too good to be true. It it a little bit is. I've had mixed <laughs> results. Sometimes I'll use that as a way to like cash out my old seeds and stuff like that that are okay. not. That I'm are like a couple years old. Yeah, I'm like blah. I don't care if these violas come up or not or whatever. Mm. And then they don't, and I'm a little disappointed. So, you know, it works pretty well. You get like a hunk of seedlings, especially if you're using brand new seeds. Mm-hmm. So then you just like break apart the hunk and plant whole hunks, and then it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really great for like butterfly weed, milkweed, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, the stuff that kind of wants it wants to be in there for a while. Yes, yes, or hollyhocks, that kind of thing. Uh, okay, number four on my list of five things you can do in no particular order in uh, December or January is propagate your house plants. So if you have some things that need to be cleaned up, go through your house plants and give them a little love. Take out all the damaged leaves. If something is brown and crunchy, it's not coming back, honey. Mm. What if you have spider mites? Okay, you need to deal with your spider mites. <laughs> You need to deal with your spider mites. Lucky for you, you have no pets in the house right now. Yeah, that's true. So you should deal with those spider mites now. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't. That's on you. Uh, I think you could probably attack them with perhaps a systemic or some washing and rubbing alcohol, etc. But. It's easier when you don't have an animal in the house that's going to eat your plants. Yeah, yep. Or like lick them or something. Yeah. You just don't want to worry about it. I love animals, but they're dumb. Sometimes I'm dumb and I lick my plants, but <laughs> don't just don't do it. Um, so only if they say it's okay. <laughs> oh, only with consent. Yeah. Um, so I like to propagate stuff like try to scantia. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pathos. Everyone has pathos. And so is there a long arm that's not doing anything for you and looks weird? Cut it off. Start a new one. Or use it to... <laughs> Cut your arm off. Cut your arm stick off. Stick it in the glass. Stick it in. Okay, so if you... If you cut off a few branches of your pothos and get them rooted, you can then replant them into the main pot to make your plant look really full and healthy. Oh, that is clever. That's how to deal with a thinning house plant. I have is, some I have some thinning pothoses. Yeah. So I'll have to I'll have to do that. Well, now you know what to do. Um, I've also done this with Chefalera, the oh, umbrella yeah. plant. Yep. I have some Chefalera growing out of tequila bottles. <laughs> And I think it looks badass. That's very spooky. <laughs> um, I'm going to try Sanserveria. The propagating snake plant. Them? I'm going to try propagating it because apparently. I've heard it's just balls easy. Yeah. I've never tried it, and but I've, I've never heard tried it's super it. easy. So why have I never tried something this easy? Because, you know, I'm a millennial. I like instant gratification and yeah. I like to feel like an expert immediately with very Plus, little input. Sanserveria is kind of like an old hat plant. There's nothing exciting about Sanserveria. Well, well. There are a few varieties you should check out. Okay. That you may not have heard of before. Like, I have them noted down. I totally do. Are they like snake names? No. Mother in law names? <laughs> no, no, Gladys. no. no. <laughs> Steven. Okay. So there's Sanserveria cylindrica. Okay. Which has this very round tube-shaped leaf, but oh, it but it's weird. it's kind of like somewhere between an aloe and a sanserveria. Like it's not curled; it's just it grows in a it's cylinder. Bulbous. 
it grows in a cylinder. Okay. It looks like not real. It looks really cool. So I would check that one out. And then um, there is a low-growing variety, San Cerveria Trifiscantia Golden Hanai. That's my best attempt at pronouncing that. Golden Hanai. Golden Hanai. So that one almost looks like a bromeliad, perhaps. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it is... It all comes out of the center in a rosette, and it's short, so it's probably only like 10 or 12 inches tall, Mm -hmm. and it grows out, and it stays maybe like a foot or a foot and a half wide. Okay. If you look up Golden Hanii, or however it's pronounced, um, you can get the exact dimensions of what's going on. But that one is really light green and really creamy buttery yellow. Yeah, there's some stuff that you've seen everywhere or like, oh, I saw it in a mall, whatever. Well, (laughs) look at some other varieties of really easy to grow house plants. Okay, so number five, the last thing on my list is organize your plant junk. (laughs) I have like a couple of toads. Dang it, Dan. Oh, God. What constitutes plant junk? Sorry, I choked choked on my own spit. I was so excited. (laughs) Plant junk. All right, so I'm talking about... Those that shelf or those tubs or those buckets or those things in your house that f- are full of a little bit of leftover potting soil, yeah. or a little bit of leftover cactus or orchid stuff, all your seed collection that is now strewn to the four corners of whatever room you're the in. The garage. Yeah, just yeah. all over. Like, all right, so here are some things that I know I'm going to do. I'm going to toss really old seeds in catalogs. I don't need last year's catalog. No. Nope. Don't, don't be a hoarder. No good anymore. Get rid of it. Get the new one. Uh, toss the old seeds. If they're more than three or four years old, your viability goes down every single year. And it's, they're, you know, I've had some bean seeds for like five years. I just need to throw them away. Yeah. You know what's kind of silly is like a lot of times the germination rate, it only goes down by like two to five percent maybe each year. Mm-hmm. Well, for certain species, right? But then it's like, okay, well, you could get 90% yield or you could just pay $2 and get a new pack. Exactly. Set yourself up for success with some new seeds and throw away that 10 year old pack my aunt gave me for my birthday or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wish my aunt gave me bean seeds. <laughs> Here you go, Dan. Here's your bean yeah. seeds. <laughs> if only. Uh, all right, I'm going to clean out any crusty pots. I'm going to clean out any tubs in the tub. I meant to say in the tub. I'm going to clean out any pots in the tub, scrub them, use some vinegar, that kind of thing, so that they're clean and ready to go when I want to plant. Because God knows as soon as I get a cool plant I want to put in there, I'm not going to stop and clean it out at that point. Hell no. I'm going to plant right into the crusty gross stuff and then run into the same fungal issues because I'm lazy. So I'm going to clean all the crusty pots. I'm going to recycle anything that I don't use. I have a pot that's really ugly and I don't like using it. Get rid of it. Chuck it. Donate it. (coughs) Recycle it. Throw it away. Whatever it is, whatever suits you best. I'm going to condense loose odds and ends. So like all those 10 different kinds of soil. I'm going to put them into smaller containers, like yeah. little Tupperwares or something that I can reuse. Um, just label stuff and not have, like, four giant bags of yeah, an, that inch, are all open. an inch of dirt. Yeah. 
you can check on your overwintered bulbs and tubers like dahlias. So Whoa. I need to double check those. I read. Do you keep them in a fridge? No, oh. I keep them in a bucket, and then I bought some choir-based seed starting uh, medium. Let's call it. It's not really soil. It's like um, coconut husk. Or yeah, whatever. it's mostly yeah. coconut husk, so it's low nutrient. And people talk about packing dahlias in peat moss and stuff, but peat moss isn't very sustainable. So I'm gonna give coconut uh, choir a try. We're gonna see. La la la. So, <laughs> so shopping, planning, planting, propagating, and indoor organization. Hmm. That's my winter time before I can really get rolling on some crazy stuff outside. Oh. Pretty those good. Are, those sound like good activities. My last bonus is to hit up post-Christmas sales for garden lights because white lights work year-round on patios and in fairy gardens or even some small white LEDs on your house plants to be oh. festive. They don't count as increasing the light for your plant's intake for survival, but they make your plant look cool at night when you're drinking with your friends. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gents. The five things. Five of them and a bonus. Six, nope, just five. Five plus one. So that brings us to... That's six. You did it right. <laughs> Good job. One, one doesn't count if people don't like white lights. So yeah, optional. It's true. Optional. And it was real brief. So it's like, you know... Yeah. 5A or something like that. <laughs> 5A, which is our growing zone. <laughs> we're 5A? We're 5AB? 5B? I thought we were 4B the last time I checked, but it was a couple of years ago. Dude, you're probably right. I think we might this be a five hot by toddy now. is getting to me. We used to be a 3. We used to be like 3B or 3C or something. That was like 20 In years my ago, day, we were a 3. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> That's what Ronald Reagan would say. What's that sound? What is that sound? That means it's time for the tree of the day. <laughs> Crunchy old people candy means it's time for the tree of the day of the yeah. pod. Tree of the day of the pod. Take it away, Dan. Well, today's, uh, this week's uh, tree of the pod is the Northern Mountain Ash. Also known as Dogberry. Dogberry. Also known as Showy Mountain Ash. Ooh. Also known as Sorbus Decora. <laughs> Sorbet. <laughs> if you know any of those names, you know probably more than me. <laughs> This is a deciduous shrub or a small tree. It is native to the northeast of the U.S. of A, as well as um, Minnesota, like the north shore of Lake Superior. Okay. Up All by right. there. <clears throat> by the Upers? But, uh, yes. Not the normal. So, yes. like, if yes. you think of, yes. like, normal Michigan, like the little mitten. Yeah. The glove of Michigan. I like how you call that normal Michigan. <laughs> it is normal. Michigan. Yeah, here are the, the UPs are real weird place. <laughs> Those are not regular people up there. I'm just kidding. We love you, Upers. But you're barely surviving. Let's be honest. Um, so regular Michigan, as, I, as I've said, uh, they don't. you wouldn't find them naturally growing there. 
This huh. is a pretty northerly tree. So we have it in sort of northern Minnesota. We are the westernmost region that it grows in. It grows in southern, um, like southeast Canada. So like Montreal, Quebec, you know, whatever, Ontario, all that. Okay. And then all in right. the northeast. Um, so that's where you're going to find it. It is a small kind of a tree. It's like four to ten meters at the most. Okay. Um, I wrote it down. I don't know. <laughs> the puppy is just singing his yeah. whale songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, like I said, you will commonly see this tree along like the north shore of Lake Superior. It kind of grows on like um, rocky bluffs or like um, sort of like upland forests. Okay. If you will. All right. Um, it's also not actually related to ash trees. What the? F- yeah, I picked it because I was looking at a list of trees. I was like, hmm, what am I going to do tonight? I'm offended by this false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a law against this? And I was like, oh, I should talk about the ash trees. That's what my inner monologue sounds like. <laughs> and then uh, only to find out that, um, that it's not a real ash tree. It's not. No, it is Imposter. not a fractionus. It is a sorbus. Oh. Sorbet. Um, anyway, let's get down to it. I know you're all are, are thinking to yourselves, what do the leaves of this tree look like? Wow. Paint me a picture, Dan. They are compound leaves. That means several leaves. They have, there are leaflets. In a, so in the, a group. A single leaf is going to be six to ten inches long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, compound, so it's going to have leaflets, um, odd number of leaflets. So there's going to be somewhere between 11 and 17 per leaf. Whoa. And they're going to be, uh, there's, there's going to be like one on the end. I don't know. That's funny to me a little that bit. That one's but. the dad leaflet. Yeah, that's like the, the grandpa leaflet. <laughs> At the head of the table. Are um, there ever even numbers? Like, does the tree die if it's even or something? Like, yeah. This shall always, not be. Is it always odd? <laughs> it's an abomination. <laughs> uh, the leaflets are tapered to a point. Uh, pointed tip. They are asymmetrical and kind of like rounded at the base. Mm-hmm. And yes, they are sharply serrated. They have a serrated margin on the le- on the leaflets. Uh, they're also kind of like softly hairy. All parts of the tree are hairy. What is going on with this liar tree? Yeah. Also, same here. <laughs> uh, the leaves, all, the leaflets, also turn red in the fall. So mm-hmm. you know. It's got that going for it. Winter interest. Uh, the flowers are these big white, like, panicles of flowers. They're, that's, I think, where it gets the name showy, mountain ash. Uh-huh. Um, they're white, and they look pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, they're like these big clumps that just kind of dot all over the tree. Um, and then in late summer, and then persisting through the winter, you've got bright red berries coming from those flowers. So it changes from like big white flowers to let's uh, say bright red blobs of fruit bright on red the tree. Fruits. Yeah, there's bright red fruits, uh, and like I said, they persist through the winter. So you get some winter interest in your tree if you're going to grow this ornamentally, which I recommend that you do. Ah, uh, it's a great tree to plant if you're living. I'm assuming you're living in Minnesota or a northerly state, maybe the Dakotas, maybe. Nebraska. What zone is this hardy to? Uh, 
pretty uh, pretty low if it's up in Canada. Uh, yeah, pretty low. Okay, this so this tree will grow uh, around. So you think and, zone three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It so grows. South Dakota and North Dakota, take note of this winter interest. Mm-hmm. Red mm-hmm. berry, mm-hmm. compound, leaflet, <laughs> fuzzy boy. Yeah, now, don't, don't forget the hair. It's very hairy. That's <laughs> why so I called it a fuzzy boy. And white flowers. Big and white flowers. flowers. White flowers. It looks really cool. Oh. Um, what you... else was I going to mention about this thing? It is an important source of food for wildlife in the winter and spring. So if you're someone that's like, I don't want those birds coming around. I don't want the deer eating my trees. Maybe not the plant for you, but if you uh, if you like seeing some furry friends in your yard, uh, plant a showy mountain ash. Nice. And you shall be rewarded. <laughs> it's good to have food sources for birds in the wintertime as yeah. well, because then they stick around in the summertime and eat the bugs out of your yard. Oh, good call. Mm-hmm. It's also cool to just bird watch in the winter. We're getting old, aren't we? <laughs> if you call it bird creeping, you keep it exciting. <laughs> well, so I have I have one last uh, question. Okay. On my tree pod, tree of the pod of the day. Okay. Is and that is which tree to do next episode. So this would be probably the first episode of next year, right? The first episode of next year. And I've narrowed it down. I've narrowed it down to two trees. So I'll just take a poll of those of us in the room right now. Okay. Should we do shag bark hickory or shad blow service berry? Shad blow service berry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Shad blow service berry for the win. (laughs) Why did he even ask us? He's like, oh, I I should just guess with the name like blow. We're going to go that way. I thought shag bark was sort of... uh, you know, sort sort of yeah. funny. It sounds like a weird sandwich condiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you put potato chips on your ham, Sammy. Yeah, they're barbecue chips. <laughs> Hickory. <laughs> Hickory smoked barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good sandwich, and you know what, folks? I think that Shad sounds like blow sandwich. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a good episode. Randy, roll the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find us online at advertentnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at, at Verdant North and like us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. You can also email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. Listen to Verdant North on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and finally Spotify. <laughs> Please like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. We don't pay for advertising. We don't have any networks backing us. So sharing our show with your friends and family is the only way we get heard. If you would like to contribute to Verdant North, you can donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I.com backslash Verdant North. For the price of a cup of coffee, you could buy us a cup of coffee <laughs> or, or a mixer. <laughs> or a packet of beans. <laughs> or help us reimburse Randy for these sweet mics. A couple peepers goes a long way. <laughs> Uh, you can contact Caroline with any questions through at North on Twitter. You can chat with Dan Hudson about trees and plant consent on Twitter at, at Dan. <laughs> 
Uh, you can catch up with Nikki on Instagram at Nikki underscore RM315. And you can find me on Twitter at Marlin underscore Rando. Special thanks to Bree the Suff G's Edisted and Dewey. Happy New Year, Voo, for graphic design. Thanks to Corey, Colin his stocking, Hartoon, our webmaster. Happy birthday, Corey. <laughs> and God bless. Uh, thank you to Minneapolis band Pro Zach Rat and their Volcanus Project for letting us use their tunes. Thanks for listening, and always remember... It's okay to kill plants. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. <laughs>